Hey, what is up? It's me, the one, and not only confused 20-something. Today, I'm just going to be taking some time to talk about the first job that I got outside of college and what I wish I knew going into it, just to give a little bit of background about my job. I currently work at the same job that I got after I graduated university. I work at a production ag site. We process corn. Yes, it's ag, but I primarily deal with production. It can be pretty demanding, not gonna lie. My work-life balance is uh, non-existent. <laughs> but um, I'll get into that a little bit later, a little later on. So I'm just kinda gonna go ahead and jump right into this. So number one, my first tip or piece of advice or what I wish I would have known if I, going into my first job out of school is that literally no one gives a about you <laughs> or your opinion. And I don't mean that in a personal way. I mean that in a more professional sense. They can care about you as an individual, but when it really comes down to it, you kind of just have to figure out most things on your own. No one's going to spoon feed you. We're, we're being adults now. It's just part of part of the deal. <laughs> I guess I'll just kind of share how I came to this realization. When I interviewed for the job that I have now, no one really gave me a very detailed description of what this job was. It was really vague. Um, I had worked in a production site during college, so I kind of knew, you know, I had an idea of the environment that I was getting into, but the site that I worked at in college is not the same one that I currently work at. And I can tell you just from that, there are a lot of differences in the same company, just in different locations. But going back to my main point, people not caring. <laughs> so again, didn't really know what I was getting into. So I start, I show up on my first day and no one's ready for me. I had to email the guy that I report to and ask, hey, um, what time? <laughs> what time do I even need to show up on my first day? No one told me. Um, they were not prepared for me at all. There was no training, no nothing. I basically just got a hard hat and they were like, hey, have fun. And I know I don't work in an office. Um, I kind of work in a half office. It's like half office. I mean, I do work at a computer a lot, which they also didn't have ready for me when I showed up. So I wasn't able to do anything really for the first week or two weeks that I was at this job. And I think that that can be the case a lot of the time just because you know, people have to worry about their own things that they're trying to get done. So if a new hire gets pushed on to somebody, yeah, I can understand that. But being fresh out of college, you know, you kind of expect like, hey, um, welcome. <laughs> um, we have this for you. Or here are some things that you're going to want to know. Here are our expectations, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even get that. I just had to ask. I was literally like, what am I supposed to be doing? And to be frank, they didn't even know what to do with me. And I think that that is a very common thing, not even just in production or in ag or anything specific. I think that happens a lot just in in the professional world. That is definitely something I would keep in mind. And my second point kind of in, that's encompassed in here is that no one really cares about your opinion either when you first start. Yeah, you can, um, you know, you can provide, you know, an outside perspective almost. I'm not not to say outside because you've just started this job within this, you know, in this position. So you're, you're a part of this team now, but 
you know, you don't really know all the, the things going on behind closed doors. You don't know a lot of the trends, things that people talk about. If you're coming in and you start telling people how to do things, I really don't recommend that. Uh, I actually had a friend. So somebody who used to work at my site moved to their site. And I was told that this individual showed up and tried to tell the person that I'm friends with how to do their job. <laughs> and my friend had been working there for over, over two years. And this person from my site came into a new position at that site and tried to tell this person what to do. Please don't be that person. That's a horrible way to go about creating professional relationships. Don't do that. All right. I think that's about all I have to say for no one gives a shit about you. <laughs> worry about yourself. <laughs> um, if you worry about yourself, you can go far, you know, focus on yourself. Make sure you're doing what you need to do. Figure out what you're even doing, I guess, with, in my case, and you'll go far. Number two, you are not as good as you think you are. Probably. <laughs> um, a lot of kids... I'm going to say kids. I say that like I'm an old person, which I'm, I'm not. I'm 23. Um, a lot of us come out of school thinking like, oh, yeah, I can totally do this. Uh, I feel like I have a good sense of, you know, what's going on around me. Blah, 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 blah. You probably really, really don't. <laughs> I mean, I I know for a fact I, I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing even still. And I've been working at my job for probably about... A year and a half, I want to say. Maybe a little under that, but close to it. So, when I showed up, I had worked at a site previously uh, when, I was in, when I was in school. So, I, I, you know, I kind of thought it would be easy for me to pick things up. Surprise, surprise. There is a lot of stuff <laughs> that goes into every aspect of any business. And maybe I'm just not smart for knowing these things. I felt like I did know that, but I didn't really, really understand how that would affect me, I guess, in the way that I felt as a contributor, because I really just wanted to contribute. I, I care a lot about teamwork. I care a lot about contributing and being useful for everybody else and making it, making everybody else's situation better for all of us. You know, you contribute your best and then the situation for everybody is just, is just overall better. And when I showed up, I didn't know anything. <laughs> Even with the, the work experience that I had at another site with the same kind of processes, I still struggled a lot to really start to understand. So when I worked at that site in college, the kind of work that I was doing was completely, completely separate from the kind of work that I was doing in the position that I'm in now. And yeah, I have a, I have a much better understanding of what I'm doing now, but I still find that I'm constantly learning every day. And I think that, I think that if you really take the time to understand what you're doing and really try to learn, that's going to say a lot about who you are as a person. And it's really going to help you out in the long run with whatever company that you're at. A bad example of this would be, um, not my own, but an experience that one of my family members had actually. So my family member owned a, a small company. It's not like a fortune 500 company or anything like that. That'd be awesome, but no. <laughs> and so they hired this, this new kid. I, God, I, I keep saying kid, you know, from now on, if I say kid, just know I'm referring to somebody that's 
probably my own age, maybe slightly even older than me. Um, they hire this kid. <laughs> and there are just so many things that this person didn't do right. They came into this company fresh out of university and basically told everybody else how they were going to do their job and they made their own schedule and did all this stuff. And maybe if you're working at Google, <laughs> maybe you're more than welcome to do that. But this this company is not Google. <laughs> he came in and I remember a specific one that really sticks out of my mind. A specific example is that he didn't come in one day and they were sitting in a meeting waiting for him. And they're like, where are you? And he goes, I finished all my work. I don't need to come in. Like, excuse me? <laughs> like, you don't do that when you haven't worked at a company very long with little to no experience. Like, I, and I'm not even to say that this kid was dumb. Maybe he is in like a, a professional, professional sense and how to navigate that landscape. But I mean, with a competency, this kid was not, not stupid. He's very smart, actually. <clears throat> smart individual. But he still had this attitude. <laughs> attitude is everything. <laughs> he also decided that if somebody asked him to do something that wasn't technically in his job description, then he was going to write that into his job description. And get this. Uh, this actually happened. He sent his revised job description to HR and told them that they needed to, to edit this in there. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm asked to help somebody out on my team, probably just going to do it. <laughs> Even if not for the learning experience, just because they're my team and um, this is what I do for a living. This is, this is my job. Everybody I guess we could even make this a whole separate point is your job description never actually encompasses what you're going to be doing at all. I mean, it'll outline maybe the bare minimum in some cases, but <clears throat> most of the time it, uh, you're just going to be doing anything anybody asks you to do, especially when you're straight off the, off the block, man, straight out of university. I think that's crazy. <laughs> I would never do something like that. And you know what? The moral of this story is that, you know, don't do it. Cause this kid did, he did end up getting fired. Please just have a good attitude and do understand again, just to recap number two here, not as good as you think you are. <laughs> have a good attitude going into whatever situation you're going into. It's, it's so, 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 so important. Most companies would rather take somebody with a good attitude who doesn't know anything, AKA all of us coming out of college, most likely not all, but most, they would rather take somebody with a good attitude and who's someone who's willing to learn over somebody who thinks they know everything and probably doesn't know anything. Even if they do know everything, uh, if their attitude is bad, no one's going to want to work with this person. So really do keep that in mind as you're <clears throat> going into your first job. <laughs> so that's kind of the end of the more, I guess, practical things. I guess they're all practical, but I guess those are kind of the two that are the most stark realizations that you'll have, or most people will. I definitely did going into my first job. So the next couple things that I have listed here are kind of more um, touchy-feely, I guess. So number three is to just 
be patient with yourself. One thing that I've struggled with my entire life is not being patient, regardless of what it is. With myself, in life, waiting for a bus to come, <laughs> waiting to learn something or to understand something, just being patient will help so much when you start a job. Don't think that you need to learn everything right away. Really take the time to understand. When I first started, we use a program that a lot of companies use to track all of our data. And I really felt that I wanted to know everything there was to know about how to use this software functionally for my company. And this software, it straight looks like it just came out of a in like an 80s program. <laughs> it's like very detailed, very, just very old school looking. It's been around for a long time. And I really just wanted to learn everything so fast that I almost think there were some things that I missed because I didn't take the time to just try really to understand. I just wanted to contribute and be a contributor as fast as I could. And I don't really recommend doing that. <laughs> I think that the best thing to do is when you're given something to do, approach it from an angle that allows you to truly understand what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Understanding the why behind anything that you're doing at your first job is extremely important. Like where you fit in, in the bigger picture and understanding that, and then kind of almost improving the process to allow yourself to be more helpful to the people before and after you in a process or helping you with your process or working on something similar in the front or back end. Just do what you can to understand. So when it goes later down the line, you're not you're not fucking up something that they're having to do later. I think that a lot of this plays into teamwork and that includes every part of a business, includes every part of an organization. Just be patient and really, really understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and where it fits in. If this is truly, truly better in the long run and the more that you people start to understand that you're trying to understand what it is that they do, that goes a long way. People really, really like it when you're considering what they're doing and you're taking that information and, you know, being respectful to what their process and really trying to understand. I think that that really says something about your character, which is extremely important in any professional sense. So obviously a lot of the jobs that you'll get will be, you'll get them from references later on. So it's extremely important to build those professional relationships and, and doing this will really help that patience, 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 understanding the why big things, especially in larger companies. Cause I think in larger companies, you know, you'll do one little thing maybe, or <clears throat> not, not saying I didn't do this. I'm also not saying I did, but you know, if you must start messing around <laughs> in a system that everybody uses from every part of a business in a larger company, you could really fuck some stuff up <laughs> for everybody else. And, uh, you might start getting some emails and wondering why, why, uh, why they're so mad, <laughs> but maybe you didn't know what they were doing or their process in the first place, which is why I say this. I'm much better about this now. When I first started, I was just, I was just going ham, just doing what I could too fast, slow down, take a breather. And um, this kind of leads me into my next point, actually. Number four, find good and willing mentors, both equally important. I found that having mentors is just immensely helpful 
So like I said at the beginning of this, I had no idea what I was doing when I started my job. And I mean that in like a day-to-day -day task sense, and I also mean just professionally. <laughs> and I have probably about, I think I have four mentors right now. Each of them accomplishes a different goal. I have one mentor that's more for like day-to-day -day tasks. They help me if I need to learn something new, like just technically, you know, like on that software I mentioned, you know, that's good for one thing. And then I have another mentor that I go to for uh, leadership advice. When I mean leadership advice, I really don't mean managing or like management advice. I mean leadership advice. There is a very, very big difference from somebody who leads people and somebody who manages people, right? So you can lead people. You're leading by influencing them. You're not telling them what to do. And this is a skill that really takes practice. I'm not even saying I'm great at it, but I do recognize that managing people isn't always the best course of action. It's going to be necessary sometimes. Ultimately, it's not what I, I refer to or it's not my default. I think leading people and influencing people is a lot more effective and it makes you a lot better person to work with overall. So I have one mentor for that. And then my third mentor is somebody that I go to. I've worked with this person similar, like they worked with me previously and then they had moved up into another role. And this person is just kind of somebody that I can speak to and be honest with and just be trustworthy. I, I guess they're just trustworthy is really how I would put it. And they're a good person to just come to with general problems uh, in the workplace. And I feel very comfortable with them. And that helps a lot because I can really paint the full picture. You know, sometimes I don't want to be going to a mentor that is somebody that I might get a job from later. That sounds really bad. Like, I'm not doing anything horrible, but I mean, like, the drama <laughs> that is in any workplace. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh my God, Karen over there, she's just so annoyed because I left my pencil on my desk. You know what I mean? Like, you really just got to vent it out sometimes. And uh, I think having, maybe I, maybe you don't even want to consider this a mentor, but th this person does give me really good advice and just with dumb stuff like that. So you know what? I think it's valuable. <laughs> and I need all the help I can get. So there you go. <laughs> My fourth mentor actually doesn't even work in the company that I work for currently. It, I worked with this person during an internship in, in college and university. They just give great advice personally and professionally. So if I'm having problems, I don't know, with, uh, like dating advice, if I'm having problems with oh, I'm working on this project and, you know, I feel like I can't make it, blah, 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 blah. Um, this person just always has generally good advice and I, I trust them a lot. So I would consider them a mentor as well. They're, they're significantly older than me. Most of my mentors are, and that kind of plays into my first point. It's really important to have experience to try to put your own experience under your belt, I guess. <laughs> I just, I really find mentors helpful. I, I don't know what I would do without some of them. Like, they just, the fact that I have to show up to a meeting with these people and present something and explain to them what I've been working on from a development standpoint, it really helps hold me accountable. This is something that I've carried over into my personal life too. I find it like there's no price that I could put on the amount of advice that I get from, from these people that I go to. I think that improving yourself constantly is a lot easier when you have somebody to help you and somebody to almost guide you with a similar experience. Even if they don't have a similar experience, they could even provide an outside perspective. And that's also very valuable in its own right. I should say too, even if you're an independently, you know, you're an independent person and you're not even working for a company. So say you're like a photographer 
I don't know, maybe you're an artist, maybe, maybe you're a YouTuber, but I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you're a YouTuber. So get out of here. <laughs> if you, you know, even if you are working independently, this, this still applies. Like you can definitely have a mentor that's in your field of work. I think that it's totally possible to reach out. Most people are very, very willing to help. One thing too, if you are working with a mentor and you can tell that their advice is not good for you, or you feel like they're not coming into this, you know, into this almost agreement, I would say, uh, with their part of their share, then you need to find a new mentor. Okay. Have a mentor and a mentee. That's a, that's a relationship. Uh, I mean, obviously you're not dating this person, but it is a form of a relationship and you need to be coming to the table with your half and they need to be coming to the table with their half. It's a two way street. So if they're not, if they're making you do all the work, right? So you're putting in your 100% and they're not putting in their 100%, then uh, you need to say, you know what? I'm sorry, this just isn't working out for me. Deuces. <laughs> that, that's, uh, yeah. Find good and willing mentors. It's important. Make sure that they're, they're helping you and, you know, maybe even you're helping them from a younger person perspective. I don't know. You can also have peer-to-peer mentoring. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to train somebody at my job that's, has the same job title that I do, but I obviously I'm, I have more experience. I've been there a year and a half longer than the other person has. So, you know, that's also a form of mentoring. It can be, can be peer to peer mentoring as well. So, you know, don't count that out either. All right. I guess that wraps it up for, uh, for number four. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move into number five. Are you ready for this? I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of people already know this, but sometimes it's hard to not do. Um, don't get too friendly with your coworkers. <laughs> and I'm just gonna play this into my next point too. They're gonna they're gonna be one point. So number five is don't get too friendly with your coworkers and don't make your entire life work. These two things like feed into each other. If you get too friendly with your coworkers, and I that's not to say you can't be friends with your coworkers, just it's so hard to explain because, you know, it's a situation by situation basis. And it also depends on what you're doing (laughs) and what your job even is and who this person is in relation to you. So I'm not even going to try to go into detail, but your life, at least in my experience, and this applies to like shitty jobs that I worked in high school and all the way through college and into now. (laughs) I've always just been very close to my coworkers or like, that's how I make friends. And I feel like as an adult, it's really hard not to make friends at work because that's really, that's like the majority of your time right there. But if you get too close to your coworkers and, you know, some shit goes down, next thing you know, oh, so-and-so is not talking to so-and-so and it's just all this drama. Like my goal is to just never be the person that is one of the so-and-sos. And I think that I think that's that's a decent goal. <laughs> just don't cross a line. <laughs> and you'll know where that line is when you're in that situation. And if you don't know where that line is, um, maybe you could make that your goal. Um try to figure out where <laughs> try to figure out your boundaries. <laughs> don't make your entire life work. I definitely did. So for this job, I had to move states. I completely, I'm far away from any family that I had, which I've never really lived very close to my family in the first place, but I was close to them when I was in school, when I was in university. So I kind of know what that feels like now. And I can tell you it sucks. 
when you make your entire life work and all your friends are from work, all you're going to talk about is work a lot of the time. I kind of just try to make it a policy like, you know what, what goes on in work stays at work. I just don't want to, I don't want to make my entire life work because I did at a point. And let me tell you, it's, it was really, really rough. I dropped all my hobbies, which that kind of happened in college because you know how in university it's like you just have so much stuff going on. You kind of, you also don't really have a whole lot of money or at least I didn't. I didn't really, I didn't get a chance to really explore a lot of hobbies outside of, you know, technical things with what I was studying. And I just kept going out with my coworkers and that kind of just no hobbies, just drinking all, all the time, (laughs) being young and dumb and having a great, good old time. But eventually it just kind of got old, you know, like that lifestyle is just not healthy at all. I, uh, I kind of realized this after a point. Yeah, I don't know. Hobbies are a lot better. Like having something to do outside of work helps a lot too because you have something else to focus on. I highly recommend it. Uh, I started taking like photo editing classes and getting back into that, playing the piano, doing this, I guess. And uh, it's a lot It's a lot more helpful to have something to do outside of work. And I'm out of like, you have to realize too, when you're, when you're in your twenties, like you're not tied down by anything, you could do whatever you want. So to sit there and waste my time talking about work outside of work, it's just such a waste of time. Like I would rather just try to work on bettering myself instead of sitting there and like complaining more and more about something I can't even change. That's not worth it. It's not. And I'm going to tell you right now, if that's what you're doing, it's probably not healthy. Like mentally, it's not good for your mental health. You're just, you're making your life worse by thinking about it more. Like sometimes you just got to let, you know, you got to learn to let it go. Definitely having something else to focus on and not making work your entire life is helpful. And I know it can be hard because, you know, if you don't, you know, have your family around you or you don't have, you know, you're not married, you're not you don't have any kids or anything like you really do have to find stuff to, to fill that space with that time I, I guess that's the end of my list <laughs> so um in summary no one cares <laughs> you're not as good as you think you are but just continue to be patient till you are as good as you think you are find some mentors to help you get there and just be careful about you know how you're spending your time and how close you're getting with people that you work with and you know Obviously, you got to look out for number one. Number one is you, and uh, you need to do what's best for you. So, you know, if you do go into your first job and you just really hate it, I mean, obviously give it time because you really got to learn what the heck is going on around you in the first place. But, you know, if you give it time and it's really just not a good fit, you got to do you got to do what you got to do. Maybe start looking for something else, trying to figure out what you want to do. I know kids in college that they change their major at least five times. Like, I think that's really common, actually. Um, so don't think that you're, like, married to whatever job you're doing if, if you're having problems either. But you know what? For anybody that actually stuck around long enough to listen to this whole thing, I commend you. Thank you for your time. And you know what? Hopefully this was helpful for you. Or at least maybe you can relate. Who knows? All right. Peace.